How's your credit looking these days? If your answer is anything other than great, you need to check out ifixfico.com, where their motto is, you can repair your own credit. We're just really good at doing it for you. They're black owned, based in the city of Detroit, and have some of the highest success rates in the industry for helping people like our listeners improve their credit scores. They're also the most affordable. Unlike other credit repair companies that charge hundreds of dollars, there are no setup fees and you pay as you go. The best part, it's only $29.99. Check them out at ifixfico.com. That's I-F-I-X-F-I-C-O.com. The first 10 people to follow their Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and mention Shop Talk Podcast on their posts will get their first month of credit repair on us. Even if you're not one of the first 10, you can use the promo code SHOPTALKPOD when you check out and you'll receive 15% off. A wise man once said the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Get your credit where it needs to be right now at ifixfico.com. And don't forget to tell them that Shop Talk Podcast sent you. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep your hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the girls say, Jay, you ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. If you see me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later. I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three, one, three. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you speak it on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, uh, episode 286. Yeah. Yeah, let me, uh, let me get my phone. On yours? Yeah, let me, let me find out first. And then we get on your hoes <laughs> later. <It's> like, <laughs> Get on your hoes later. Yeah, two eighty five. I'm sorry. Yeah, two eighty five. On, on you hoes. All right. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yo, how was your week, my brother? Week is uh, is so far so good. Uh, yo, in a week, it's going down. It is the Halloween hangover. My 40th ball birthday. I'm not turning 40. I'm just turning 20 twice. Uh, you better embrace the 40, homie. I am, man. You got to go buy a 40 for your... You got to buy a 40 and a 40 for your 40. You know what? I I'm, I don't want to admit it, but I, 
I did. I did drink a beer. This I, I did drink a forty this week, and I thought about the homie Trinidad Ant when I cracked it open. So I was cleaning out my fridge, cleaning out my closet. You, you know, just being an adult. And I had two forties in the back of the fridge. Mm. Don't know how they got there because that's not like my drink of choice. Okay, but they was ice cold. So I said, eh. "What's cooler than being cool?" Ice cold. <laughs> so I cracked that bitch open and it tasted delicious. Man, I bet. Miller High Life. Because, you know, like 40s and like malt liquor and shit, that shit not real. So it probably tastes the exact same forever <laughs> until when, you open it. And when they cold and crisp like, yeah, now once you now once you open it, that bitch going to get flatter than a motherfucker like, if like, you don't hurry up. Man, flat beer is worse than flat pop. Like, it's like. It turns into something completely different. Yeah, it's not a it's not a flattering uh not a flattering thing. But you know when I said you go buy your forty, I was talking about the forty cal. Oh, I do. I do. Need one. I do <laughs> so need. I bullshitted last year when I turned thirty eight. I went to I went to go buy a thirty eight. That's I got one. Um, because I don't have a revolver. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted the thirty eight revolver. I went on Fourth of July. I feel like the house just need one. I feel like the streets need one. <laughs> Niggas no fuck with revolvers, but they don't leave no shells. No, that's they why, don't. That's why I, got, I need one in the street. A little, you know, what I'm saying, a little fuck off me, nigga. Pop, pop. We got a friend of ours that carry one. They they call it a stagecoach. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had it in here. Didn't yeah, <laughs> stagecoach. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go get me a a 38. But I'm about to turn 40 in April and shit. So might as well just wait. Um, you know one of the dopest lines in hip hop, DMX. Um, what do you say? Uh, one forty five, two thirty eights, one hundred seventy three pounds straight out the gate. Yeah, I'm like my nigga. Who the fuck thinks of that shit? <laughs> like, mm. in any event, uh, you know my my first like legal handgun, like register and and all that, like bought from a store was a forty actually. Okay, yeah, a Glock. Uh, it was. I thought you were gonna say like a high point. No, I <laughs> bought a high point rifle. I got one of them bitches. Motherfucker, shoot. <laughs> Don't buy a high point pistol. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Not I mean, if you love somebody. I mean, if you got $12, you can go get you one. But like, uh, I got a high point rifle, a little nine millimeter carbine. You know what's so funny or fucked up? Not even funny. What's fucked up? That's what they use in Colorbine. Really? Yes. Didn't they didn't use that. no automatic. They use shotguns and a little nine millimeter bitch carry nine, I mean, 10 rounds because that was after the assault rifle ban. So, these pistol caliber carbines are only in existence because in 94 they banned assault. Well, they banned rifles, right? So the niggas used, I mean, it was handgun rounds, but niggas used a little uh, a high point in uh, Columbine. Look at that little piece of history. I'd have never knew that. Yeah, so if, if I don't know, randomly from town to time, I go look up their bodies on the floor. <laughs> uh, and that's what I see. You, you can see the guns they got. I'm like, oh, nigga, that's a, that's a high point and a little. How does my birthday party turn into this? It's, I don't know. It's the it's the <laughs> Halloween hangover. I'm dry, my I'm, dirty forty because I'm gonna pull up as Darren Clebo. Okay, <laughs> trench coat mafia, nigga. Come on, man. Let's go in that bitch of the trench coat mafia. I have a, another idea for my <laughs> for my costume. Oh, uh, what you doing? I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm, I have no idea actually. I'm I'm a little stumped, but I I think I'm gonna pull this off. But it's I know what I want, but every time I went online to get it, they say it won't be. Two weeks ago, it wouldn't be delivered to like the week of Halloween. And I, I know, and that's that's the I'm going to Halloween City tomorrow. That's what I've been waiting. And for. I was like, if I can't find it tomorrow, then I'm just gonna have to order it on Amazon and cross my fingers and pray. 
if I can't find what I need on Amazon, I'm going this dame. Going wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put makeup on and just turn myself light skin. That'll and, be uh, that'll be the best costume you could put on. You know what? That'd be fucking hilarious. And all night I'll be in full character, damn going wild character, dog. Let me borrow that West Side Landlord hoodie. I got you. I got you. Yo, that's my I know a woman, I know a girl who do makeup like that. Like So one year at work, somebody dressed up as me for Halloween. Were they black or white? They were they were definitely black. Okay. I mean, I mean definitely. It ain't like you like the They were black. <laughs> and they dressed up as me for Halloween. It was pretty funny. What did they have on? So, like this this is like when I was working working in the office and yeah. shit. So like they came dressed like button up. I used to like roll my sleeves up a little bit because it'd be hot. So they had like tattoos up to their elbows and she had like a a bald head wig. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. You know, we worked out uh at the gig. I used to enjoy Halloween because you had some pretty good costumes when yeah. we worked together. And it was that like, year you was Tyrone Biggums. Ooh, that that was, that was a that classic. was a that was a good one. That was classic. Uh, Tyrone Biggums did the Easy E. I went as um, they didn't know what I was, but like one year I was Jesus uh, for Halloween. Um, I had like the toga joint, the afro, and like the no, like this was a year we had a party bus too, and. I was on a party bus with a Bible. <laughs> wow, Jason. Stay in character. Uh, you know Stay in character. And in all the pictures. I was... A blasphemer <laughs> is what you are. I'll tell you what, though. Um, that night, this is not a, this is not a <laughs> I don't even like where this is going, but what happened that night? <laughs> Jesus saved me that night. I'll just say that. Okay. Jesus saved me that night. So I'm glad I was close to him because <laughs> it was about to be. Boy. <laughs> it was about to be a rap, man. I was about to be a rap. I don't even like where that story is going. I can't even say it out loud because it's <laughs> wild. But uh, I brought party buses back. <laughs> what? I, me personally, I brought party buses back. It wasn't a thing anymore. Do people do party buses in, or they just do like them pedal, no, them pedal bars? Party buses and shit. I don't ever want to do a pedal bar. I want to go on one though. I want to be able to enjoy my time. I have to work. Um, I want to go on one. They just be, I don't want to pay $300. That's how much they cost? Yeah. And then you bring your own liquor. <laughs> so it's like money. So what, you just renting the the contraption? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. That don't sound like a fun time. Yeah. And it's hard to convince all your friends to come pay money to to <laughs> and bring your own liquor. Everybody to come, ride a bike. Everybody come, hey, yo, nigga, you got $45? <laughs> what? So I, I'm I'm gonna do one. Yeah, man. No, no. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, three hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Twenty bucks. That's my that's my limit. I, I mean, pay individually. 20, I pay twenty five. That's as, that's as high as I go. We should get. I'm gonna get one. Get, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get one and pull it up on next next week at the uh, in Livonia at the at Navio's hookah. That's what's up, man. We're gonna have a good time. Please, please, please hit the link. In the show notes, uh, you can go online and pre-register. We're trying to sell out their hookahs that night at Navio's Hookah Spot. They're on sale all evening long. The party is free. Just come out and fuck with us and patronize the black business. That's yeah. all we asking. Like, it's not even like a live podcast and no shit like that. It's just, just a party. We just going to have a good time and kick it. I mean, we going to be talking shit. Yeah. That's what we do. I do I do got a, a nice young DJ, and at some point in the evening, I'm getting on the mic. I'm... I might do shoulder lean. Uh, you know, I might do pretty Ricky on the hotline. Is I don't know. Be a hot, this is a karaoke. Can we turn can we turn this bitch to karaoke? It's my party. We can do whatever we want to. All right. We can do whatever we want to. Just just come out and be in the building. 
I mean, what else can you do, dog? Just come out and be in the building and be in costume. I was just thinking, man. Like, don't don't be weak as fuck. Be in costume. And I was just thinking, dog, when I was on my way up here. It's about to be 2022. We've been giving you niggas free content for six years. <laughs> okay. It's a long time. It's a long time. You know what I'm saying? And uh come on, come fuck with us. Yeah. You've been down, you done listened to 285 episodes. We like cousins. I just don't know who you are. And if you've never been to a shop talk, just a straight party, let me tell you, the last birthday party that we had went crazy. It went fucking crazy. It did. I almost got kicked out of my own party. Such a good time that night, man. So, yeah, you know, we trying to we trying to turn up again. So go on Eventbrite, register for the party. Look, come out and purchase the hookahs. They on sale all night, $26. Don't come out with no weird shit. Don't come up in there with no weird shit. All right. And and just come with come with peace because all my people's gonna be in the building. So if you on some dumb shit, stay to, stay that shit the fuck at home. Don't come. Don't be weird. Just, just don't be weird, okay? Because it could be a long evening. But we're gonna have a good ass time. Man, this week, dog. Forty ball. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. What happened? <laughs> That's all I can say, y'all. This has been one of them weeks where it's like, yo, it's the best of times, and it was the worst of times. It can always be worse. You feel me? But uh, it's how the crooked gumbo sometimes, dog. Give, this give don't me, got nothing to do with no woman. I wasn't. I first of all, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't even gonna bring <laughs> that up. I wasn't even gonna bring that up. Yeah. Because that's no, just no. I mean, you know, that'd be low hanging fruit. You know what I'm saying? This guy got nothing to do with no woman. But, uh, hey, man, I'm did blessed. You, did you come out of some money? Oh, yeah, Fucked couple, up situation? A couple thousand, you know? But at least you had it. <laughs> yeah. At least you had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple thousand, you feel me? But you had it, though. Almost three, you feel me? But, like, it was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. You know what I'm saying? You know, a thousand. I, I was reading something that said like a thousand dollars really is not that much money, Sheep. but it, but it feel like a ton of money when you ain't got it. And they say like seventy percent of the country can't afford a four hundred dollar uh, emergency. A thousand dollars is gonna kill a bunch of niggas. Yeah, it will. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to exclude myself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the right week, a thousand dollars is taking me out the game. You know what I'm saying? But like, hey, it is what it is. At least you had it to come out of whatever the emergency that 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 you was in. Yeah. Uh, but I got a lot to be thankful for, man. A year ago, uh, what was today? What's today? The twenty twenty second. Twenty second. So a year ago, on the nineteenth, I started this new job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I made it a year. A year ago, on the twentieth, I purchased my my I signed my lead, uh, mortgage on my new crib. You know what I'm saying? So, I, in the last twelve months, man, God has been good. You yeah, know? man. And, Amen. Uh, but it's always yin and yang. You know, especially with my life, <laughs> but it's always everything always balances out. So any good news is going to be accompanied by some shit that even that shit out. Well, that's, that's just how life is. man. It is. You know what I'm saying? And the longer you live, the more shit you're going to go through. Yeah. Everything balances from from my understanding and my, my interpretation. Everything balances out because that's the way the universe is designed. No one gets over for too long. Um, or if somebody is getting over, somebody is getting fucked. Everything will balance out. There is no east without west. There's no loud without quiet. Like everything is even, my nigga. So 
So that means you're going to get them racks back. Yeah, or not. Look <laughs> <laughs> uh, like at the balance. You, you get the racks man? back. It is what it is. Uh, man, today I was really... Uh, well, some of y'all gassed me and told me Kendrick was possibly dropping this week. I didn't think that initially because I've been waiting for that all quarter. Because it was just that, Spot- that, that shit with Spotify. His picture had allegedly changed or something on Spotify. I have no idea what started it, but, you know, um, three or four people asked me about it and mentioned it. And then I, when I went on Twitter and seeing everybody talking about it, I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm, I am waiting for a new Kendrick music, you know, like the rest of us. I'm fairly sure it's going to drop it sometime in November, though. Maybe even this, it's coming fourth quarter. It'll be. Yeah, it'll be. It'll definitely be here soon. Yeah. Uh, get a chance to take a listen to. uh uh, Big Sean's freestyle on um, the L.A. Leakers. He was rhyming his ass off, especially when he got the hurricane. Yeah. Can we address the the Big Sean slander that comes from you 25-year-olds? Twenty. It's really like you're 24 through 29 to 30-year-olds who think Big Sean owes you something. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a faction online of Detroit Twitter. And every time Sean does It's a something. faction of Detroit Twitter niggas that feel Sean owes them something. Yes. Okay, because they like in that age range. Are, they, they are we that, talking like other rap niggas or just? Other rap niggas, other fans of rap music. Okay. Um, and friends of local rappers that, that that's younger than Sean. Okay. Go you know ahead. what I'm saying? Go ahead. I want to see where this is going. I, I think I know where this is going. And, I, go and I always hear they was trying to say, yo, little Yachty is represents Detroit better than Shine because he put all, all these people on and this and that. At first it was like, yo, Shine ain't from the hood. You know what I'm saying? And all this other shit. And yo, niggas don't really, you guys are bugging. Okay. Because guess the first, guess what? The fir- first time I heard Bodie James rap was on a big shine record. Can you say this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First time, one of the first times, I won't say I can't say one of the first times I heard Dusty McFly was on a Big Shine record. And why does Sean have to be from the hood or, or these other you know things to be, validate? If you're, not, if you're not a if you're not if you're not telling everybody that you're a murderer, you're not gangster enough. Or or representing some specific neighborhood. Yeah. Like I, I heard I seen a it was a Detroit rapper, a popular Detroit rapper, they was asking about Big Shine, like, yo, we don't ever see him in the hood. Why would you? First off, he's older than you. He wouldn't hang with you because you would be little niggas at that time. And you from a different side of town. How would you run into different generation, different generation, different side of town, different tax bracket? Why would you run it? Why would I run into you? I can't. Well, a few different things. I I guess I can understand some of that logic, not to say that it makes sense to me, but I can understand the logic because you see other tiers of rap niggas like they were kind of on each other's heels. Uh, When you look at like niggas like Rock Bottom. Uh, gotcha back entertainment. Doughboy Cash Out was like right on the right on the cusp of that. So they they more or less intertwined. They intertwined a little bit. Doughboy Cash Out was 2010, 2008. The niggas got a good ten years in between them two. I feel I feel like there was still some Herc was still in the mix. Herc nah. was still dropping music, man. No, nah. not around that time. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that that era embraces the younger embraces the next era a little bit differently. 
Like Mac Nichols, he fuck with niggas like payroll and you know, but half of that is hood affiliation. Yeah. Cause they from Finkel, Six Mile, Bronx area. So I mean half of that is hood. Mac our age though. Mac a little bit older. No, he really our age. Okay. <laughs> like in real life. He got gray hair, so make him look older. But no, he like literally our same age. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So but what what I don't I just don't I just don't like the slander that he get and they act like Big Shine ain't the biggest rapper to ever come out of the city of Detroit. Cause name name me one rapper from Detroit that's bigger than Big Sean. I can't. Now you can tell me Royce rap better than Sean, and I will give you that. There is not another Detroit rapper whose bo- career is bigger than Big Sean. Born and born and raised. I'm not saying like I'm not throwing a shot at Eminem, but like born and raised in the city of Detroit. Went to Cass. Went through my nigga. Who 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 put a, a studio in his former school building a like Sean be here doing a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. And like the the slander that he was rapping on the radio station, like the videos are out there. It's, it, you can prove it. Like, I went and grabbed that shit. Nobody put me on. You know what I'm saying? No one put me on. Even when I you was, remember when Get You Some debuted on like 106 in Park, like he didn't have a deal. It was just listen, man. Even when Kanye signed him, he was shelved. It wasn't popping until he himself. Put out them them fucking mixtapes. Yeah. And he had a Detroit Charlie would tell you that he put up the money for that first hometown heroes uh concert that proved that I can sell out an arena or the Fox, you know what I'm saying here. Uh I mean it's a whole bunch of stuff that go behind that and the ideas behind that. But like that in itself was like, oh shit. Oh, you can move, you can you can sell tickets. Oh, and you got all this extra shit too? Like he didn't he did that shit himself. Kanye just didn't open up a budget for him and say, here, you the next star. Like, I never, like, who has got on from another rapper and made it? Because I can't think of one. They just made it by themselves? Because, like, like, anybody that another rapper puts on. They they just had that stigma on them. Like, they, don't, they don't never be able to shake that shit. I can't think of one rapper. That came through another person that like that came through another rapper. Yeah, that stuck. Maybe Killer Mike. Killer Kill came through Outcast. But I don't think I, I don't feel like he they put him on though. Because he, he was on the whole world. That shit won a Grammy. Yeah, but that nigga was already moving in Atlanta though. Like they didn't they didn't find Killer Mike. You know what I'm saying? Like in less mode. Like, I don't know. That could be one. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't say it's not. But that's that's. I got a that's really feeling. the only name I can really think of that would that kind of jump out to me. Everybody else that a rapper kind of gave they cosign to been hit or miss. Remy Ma, Jay put his arm around a whole bunch of niggas, a whole bunch of niggas necks that really never. Fam, you you yo, what your you can't your whole existence or the the hope that you got for your favorite local artist that want to blow big can't be. Yo, stand next to Big Shine. Like, that's what it is. Y'all, you don't put niggas on. Fam, it's the music good. The music is going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Sada didn't wait until Big Shine did a record with him to, to get on. Sada was moving. He did his shit himself. And, he it, created, and it took years before he got to where he is right now. But he, he was created, moving. He created a lane and a sound that was unique. No one sounded like Sada. And at first, people laughed at that shit. And now, it's the sound. Yeah. Right? Like I didn't wait. He a bona fide star now. He a star now. Like, come on, man. And he and he has hits. 
like the music speaks for itself. You can all the antics, the look, all of that. You can say what you want to. He made solid music and you don't you don't grow or get a fan base without the music. Big Sean put payroll on the song with Nas, my nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? And Jeezy. Like, what? What? Like, what? On this second album. Payroll has a really special album right now. I just listened to this Payroll album. It's really good. It's the best Payroll. It's the best sounding Payroll album for me. I'm not saying that's like the best you can ever rap. Yeah. But like listening to like, I like this shit. Pay can rap. I like it. Like that people carve out their own lanes, though. You know what I'm saying? It can't be, yo, put me on. I think that's what people want. Like, that's that's the old expectation. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how music used to work. Or in people's minds, that's how it used to work. Yeah. Like, if I get close to such and such, they hear me rap, he gonna put me on. Like, you can walk up to rapper A on the street and spit your hottest freestyle form. Nigga, do you have some music I can listen to? What's your numbers looking like? How many followers you got? Because if I can't make no money off of you, why do, why do I want to fuck with you? We take a look at probably one of the best rapper slash um, artist label execs is probably Rick Ross, right? Okay. None of his artists he made from scratch. All these niggas was already out. Wale was already out. Meek he Mill was already building up a buzz. Was already out. Facts. Everybody he he brought up that no one ever heard about. They didn't make it, dog. They didn't. You know what I'm saying? Who did he bring up that? Remember Peel was a part of them? Yeah. Um, Trap going ham. Yeah. As much as I. I like Peel. As much as I like and enjoy gunplay. I love gunplay. He had his arm. He has his arm. Still has his arm around gunplay. It didn't work out like that. Nationally. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy. Gunplay gun- just dropped a new song. Yeah, I enjoy gunplay music because he is a interesting human being. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm interested in whatever he want. I want to hear what you got to say because he's a very interesting human being. And Bible on a dash. I listen to that shit at least once. Remember that song he had with Kendrick? Uh, yeah, cereal. Yeah, cereal and cartoons or something. Yeah, cartoons and cereal, cereal and cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Like, listen, I enjoyed it. It didn't work though. Like nationally, he signed. He signed a rapper out of uh, Boston that I really like, Smoke Bolger. And I just really hope that, but Smoke is like well known in Boston. Like he been doing his thing yeah. over a decade there. So I mean, it's not like you know he already he already got a market. Who Kanye put on? I can arguably say Lupe. The first time I heard a Lupe verse was on "Touch the Sky." But I mean, Lupe, honest, man, I heard a Lupe before like Food and Liquor came out. Like yeah. I had a I had like a loose ass mixtape of Lupe shit. Like way before food and liquor, and it was like dope. I just don't. I just can't think of another rapper that another rapper put on. Now, when rappers start out, J rap, Cole, who put J Cole on? Let's say Hove put Cole on. But did he? Yeah, he was on Blueprint Three. That was when Blueprint Three came out. Wasn't Cole like on the second album? He wasn't, and Jay was on the first album. They got one song together. How many songs do Jay Cole and, and Jay Z got? I don't know. Two, but but, but to be nice a, watch. He was on nice watch. Yeah, you you a rapper in your debut album? You got Hove on it. That's and nobody uh, liked that shit. No. I enjoyed Jay Cole first album. I listened to it last week, but Jay Cole didn't become Jay Cole until he did the album that he wanted to make. I mean, it, <laughs> he had Hove. Hove put, you can argue Hove that he put signed him, out him there. to his label. You but, can argue that he put him out there. 
Yeah, but not as rapper hoes. I'm already, I, <laughs> you know, what I'm, but uh, listen, if you want to give me that one, fine. You know what I'm saying? But J. Scarface Cole had, made some moves at Def Jam South, too. Who he put on? Luda. He was a radio personality. He wasn't like no, rapper Luda. came Chris. out in what, 2000? And Scarface was present in the Def Jam South. Not in 2000. Ludacris was his first signee. Ludacris didn't get put on by by, by Scarface. Google it. So, okay. So, all right. So, is that what you call put on? And I'm not, I'm literally asking. Because if you sign me, then you put me on? Is that how it works? Because we talking about rappers putting their arm around somebody and like, Yo, put me on the song together, and now I'm hot because I was on this song. But but isn't that still kind of like, nigga, if I'm an exec and I sign you as a rap, I'm legendary rapper A, and I sign you as an executive, like, nigga, me being the legend that I am, I see something great in you to sign you. I think Ludacris was never on Def Jam South, by the way. He was definitely the I could first be artist yeah. on Def Jam South. I'm the master of useless information. Well, we're about to Google this shit. Okay. Uh, Apologize now. But when did was that? Was it was it like his first album? Because his first album was not on. It was on DTP. <laughs> like it wasn't on. Look at look it up, Jason. All because right. I'm done. a wise man said, "Don't argue with fools." Def Jam South. Uh, let's see. It was founded by Russell Simmons in 1999. So let's find out when. Scarface would have took over because one year later Ludacris would have been there, and I don't think Scarface was Scarface was already the, the president year. of Def Jam South. All right, let's see. So in 2005, Def Jam announced they were relaunching the label, and that Ludacris and DTP would be returning with Leon. This was 2005. Okay, so uh, and they said returning, so he was clearly there before Def Jam, Jason. I just don't see it. I'm looking for the data. I just don't see it. Uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. Atlanta DJ Chris Level Level began rapping under the moniker Ludacris and released his debut solo album, Incognito, independently on his own record level DTP. Scarface listened to the album while visiting Atlanta and made a deal to distribute Ludacris and his DTP through Def Jam. Oh. Ludacris became one of the biggest stars in hip hop markets and will lead to do they have a song together? Scarface and Ludacris? Yeah. Because this is not putting one, I didn't who knew that he was the president of that well I knew. I knew. Yeah. Um shout out to that. But I don't I don't just apologize. I'm not apologizing. You for were shit. wrong. No, you were incorrect, technically. <laughs> Nigga. Don't my- have me go technical on you, Jane. Because this shit went to Def Jam. It didn't say anything about Def Jam stuff. He got him a deal through Def Jam. He was not signed. His first album was not distributed through Def Jam South. It was distributed through Def Jam, period. Not Def Jam South that Scarface was the president of. I'm sorry. But in emo- in, like the, the heart of your argument is, is right. Just not the fact. Successful local sales in Atlanta in the Atlanta area landed the artist a record deal with Southern Bass Division Def Jam Records known as Def Jam South. When is that? 2000. Apologize to me. I don't know. Shit I was right about. (laughs) The first shit he was right about. But, yeah, I don't think that uh, Scarface put him on. 
I just don't. So well, we'll fuck it. We'll we'll give you fuck. We'll give you we'll give you Ludacris. We'll give you J Cole, and we'll give you who was Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Three of the greatest rappers. <laughs> three of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, put on. Uh, I don't. I don't expect Sean to put it to put nobody else in the city on, and it's and I don't think he owes niggas that shit. And you can feel how you, however you feel about it. He got out there. He did the work. He did it by himself. Maybe what you're trying to say is that um, your favorite artist that you like, who happens to be born and raised in Detroit, don't have it all, and you and they need some help. And you think that Big Sean is the one that helped them. That's something totally different than faulting him for not finding insert. But let me take that back. Didn't he sign Oba? Yeah, he's currently yeah, signed. Yeah, Oba. he signed Oba. But Oba's older than these younger generations, so they don't care. They like they the, want their friends. They like honest. the same window of age. You think Oba's twenty five years old? <laughs> no, nah, he like okay. he, he like early thirties. I would assume. Yeah. Still the same window, but like I get what you're saying. These young niggas, Sean don't owe yo, he don't owe your young. I don't want to even start saying young niggas' names because y'all get all bent out of shape about. I be seeing y'all on a timeline with all the big shine slander, and I just don't understand it. It sounds like jealousy. You know, I I'm a big proponent of not never dissing niggas from my city because I love Detroit. I love Detroit. But some of y'all niggas that be piping up like y'all should be the next best thing. I'm just going to say it. Y'all can't fucking rap. Y'all can't fucking rap. It's one nigga in particular that I like. I know people think he the wave, but nigga can't. He can't. I would rather be shot in shot in the kneecaps (laughs) than listen to this nigga rap. Be careful what you wish for. nigga. Both of them. Shit. I would rather be shot in the kneecaps than listen to a, a whole project of this nigga rapping. Mm. But niggas in the city love them. They love them. You know who I'm talking about. I, I don't think a lot of you think it's correct. Okay, but yeah. I'm a. You know, I got a my 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 palate has been etched in stone. So, <laughs> and you know, we we've had other people come up here with with their taste and their palate. You know, spew off names that I'm unfamiliar with, but they feel like they the next niggas heating up the city. So I mean. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, you know. Oh, it's super trash. Yeah. Super (laughs) trash. (laughs) Like super trash. But everybody believes in him. Every, like, like nigga, he's, he's. Because it's so obscure and so weird and different and like. People consider him the future of Detroit rap. Yeah, because they say ain't no hope for the youth. The truth (laughs) is. (laughs) Yeah, man. But it's a lot of it's a lot of young up and coming rap niggas I do like though. Why why is young a part of music? Like why do we be like yo it's young? Like what do what do age got to do with whether I like music or not? Because rap was always looked at as a young person's game because this is the first we're the first generation of a certain age of rappers. When you look at like rock and roll, uh, who was what's the generation? Because we technically ain't the first, not we're like third, but like. We're now seeing our heroes or niggas that we looked up to that started rapping still still doing it. Right. You know, we we used to feel like rap should stop at a certain age, but like niggas are competently still rapping. But who thought that? I, I just feel like that was just the general consensus that rap is just a young man's sport. But it ain't never really like. So, for an example, what do we think is old in, in rapper age? Shit, nigga, if you pass 30, you damn, you kind of old for a rapper. Well, 
but the best ones be 35 up. Master P was definitely over 30 when we was fucking with all this music. Yeah. Um, Two Chains, Hove, Kanye. Even everybody even, on Griselda. I'm saying that's relatively that's in the last decade, but even before then, when niggas was still fucking with LL and I could love you better and shit, the nigga was older. Snoop just turned fifty. My nigga, we it ain't it ain't never. And really we've been here. listening to Snoop for thirty years. We let the white men in suits and marketing who want a younger base so they can sell to them longer. They want the unconscious money because they they go, they want money that don't have to be allocated to rent. And and bills and shit. We right. want unconscious money, but like, so now I'll be like, I want some fresh new music with some, some young music. Like, what do age got to do with the music? Because I know some. I want some. I hear some ignorant shit from old and young, and some of that shit just hot. Whether it's from a young nigga, from an old nigga, from yeah. And somehow we figure that because it's younger, it's, it's like better. better or and on the opposite side, some people think because cause it's older, yo, this is from my era. That means it better. No, young nigga smoking your boots when it on this microphone. You feel me? Some of that young shit I just can't get into. Yeah, some some music I just can't yeah, get into. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who how old you were. Cause shit, Nas was 18, 20 years old, dropping Illmatic. He was a kid. My nigga He was you, a kid when he wrote Illmatic. Did you see Nas on Deez and Merrill? Yeah. I'm envious. That nigga's aging backwards. No, I'm envious that we can't get Nas. We haven't got Nas yet. Yo, he in town. On yet. The, he in town on the 20th. November. I got tickets for the show. I I'm going to a, see Nas. I might got a plug for backstage. I didn't buy tickets to the st- show because I'm sort of kind of scared to go to concerts. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to one on Wednesday. Who are you going to see on Wednesday? Uh, Benny the Butcher. Oh, um, he gonna be at St. Andrews. Shout out to Motor City Oprah. She grabbing them tickets in what April for my birthday. She got me one and the other one with the June. Damn, months six months ago. You feel me? So I'm like, yo, I can't press my luck with two concerts in the same week with COVID. I, I mean, I don't want COVID. <laughs> okay, I saw so, I saw Benny perform already with Griselda, and he puts on an amazing show. Yeah, so I'm fucking with that on Wednesday. Damn. Know? Uh. Yeah, man. And, and Just before we go on, when it comes to gift giving, Cheyenne, top tier. Yeah. Top tier. Cheyenne's a good friend. Yeah, she is. You Like in real life, she's like she a is. good friend. Some people are just good friends. I got, you know, I got a, I got a circle of, of, of pretty good friends. I don't let everybody into the circle. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got but she put friend. a lot of thought into it. Like when she do something for somebody, she put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Top tier. Yeah. Just remember that because my birthday is in a week, Cheyenne. <laughs> um, Let's keep the legacy alive. So, oh, let me uh, let me turn this shit on. So, I want to have a conversation today about a, a certain topic, and there's a song that I think uh, suits this well, and the it's by Kendrick because Kendrick is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Okay. One of the greatest artists of all time. Um, when you you think Kendrick is one of the greatest rappers of all time? I think he's just one of the greatest pens of all time. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. I'll beat your ass. I know you've been having a 
went and praying for you. But you have to understand this, man, that we are cursed people. Deuteronomy 28 and 28 says, The Lord shall smack thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. See, Tommy, that's why you feel like you feel like you got a chip on your shoulder. Why God, why God do I gotta suffer? Pain in my heart, carry burdens full of struggle. Why God, why God do I gotta bleed? Every stone thrown at you, resting at my feet. Why God, why God do I gotta suffer? Earth is no more, won't you burn this motherfucker? That's a fear off of um, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. It's hard for me to pick a favorite song on the album because it's a it's a it's a it's two stories put to back yeah. to back. But um, it's one of my favorite melodic and it's just a deep a deep concept. But the um, <clears throat> the song is about fear, and he raps at different ages. Um, about the level of fear that he was going through. Like his first one was the fear of his mom or the black mom, so to speak. The, I beat your ass if that game is broken. Yeah. I beat your ass, you scuffed them new J's. You know what I'm saying? I beat your ass if I beat your ass and you not crying. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's, so I want to have a conversation about fear. And I think we, for myself, I know I'm scared of different shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think everybody goes to different levels of fear um, inside of their life. And like, I just wonder, I'm twofold. I'll be wondering why it works so well when as smart as people and humans are, like we understand the uh, the old adage, there's nothing to fear, but fear itself. Right. And you can make uh, as many logical arguments as you want and all oh, this and that and that and this and a motherfucker will still be scared you know what i'm saying or still be fearful and i think it's a difference between fear and scared you okay. know what i'm saying like uh i don't know so what do you what is the can you think of a time the the most afraid you've been the most fearful that you've been and this could be like something physical you might have four or five different examples, but like when's when the most the, the most afraid you've been? Yo, man. So before, like about two years before my dad passed, it had been a time like he called me in the middle of the night, maybe like two, three in the morning. and was like, man, I can't breathe. Mm. And he was in the house, but he couldn't even yell out loud enough. Like my sister's in the house, too, but he couldn't yell out loud enough to get her attention. So he called me on the phone and he couldn't breathe. And we, you know, rushed over there, got him out the house, got him to the hospital. And he he almost passed that night. Mm. And that was probably like the most fearful I had been at that point, because literally I just saw him the day before walking around doing what he normally do. And then now he can't breathe. He on. He was on oxygen, was going septic like he was close to the other side, you know, and that's that was the scariest moment I've been through at that point. Other than like shit, I can think of like even like the birth of my kids mm. like that's that's a different type of fear because you know, birth is inevitable. 
but there's so many different things that happen during the process. I think birth is inevitable. I mean, the baby has to come out. Gotcha. Yes. I yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's know, coming out. Yeah, yeah the baby another. has to come out. Yeah. Does it come out alive and safe or does it come out with complications? I get you. I follow. So, I mean, that's, that's nerve wrecking because as we've been birthing babies for hundreds of years and you would think, you know, it probably should be pretty thousands of years, pretty standard, but it, no, though. No. Before 20th century medicine, like most, a lot of women died during childbirth. A lot of women still died during childbirth. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Black women. I'm saying, but I get it. That's a whole nother thing. Okay. Relatively speaking, a lot of women used to die in childbirth. You know what I'm saying? Because just, we just smarter than we've ever, we've smarter than we've been recently. Right. Um. Oh, that's interesting, man. I can, um. I mean, that's probably a fear. I mean, that's a fear I, mean, I kind of have. I fear, I fear for my children. Yeah. You know, we, we were talking about that story the other week of the, the young girl that was kidnapped and then taken to that house and yeah. sexually assaulted. Like, I know the nigga that did that. Mm. Went to school with him. You know, he had just gotten out for, you know, a, a similar criminal act where he served, you know, a decade plus in prison. So like this is was married with a baby on the way. Yeah. And an older daughter or some shit. So this how would you like I can't even begin to, to get into a mind of a fucking man. I I can't. I can't. I don't know how you explain that, how you digest it. Like that's just a, a different type of individual and I and I worry about my my children because there are predators out there that that look to hurt kids. Mm. And I never want that happening to one of my babies. You want to give them the freedom to roam and, you know, do things and make friends and go places. But the world is crazy as fuck, man. Yeah. It's crazy as hell. Yeah. Uh, Talking about fear, man. You know, this going to sound wild, okay? (laughs) But this is legitimate for me. Like, I think I fear... Like failing, but not like in the cliche way. Like I don't ever want to be like homeless. Like I don't ever want to fuck up so bad that shit start falling apart and I can't get it back into control. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Because shit has been hairy plenty of times in life. And somehow everything always finds a way to to fix itself or you got yourself out of this one. You know what I'm saying? But there's a fear, a level of fear to be like, yo, like what happens if you can't get yourself out of this one? When I was arrested now, 11 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Like when the (laughs) when I was in the back of the police car, man, I was so afraid, not because I thought I was about to go to prison or some dumb some shit like that. But like just that fear of failure. And I was thinking, like, look, my mom and my dad, them niggas probably going, they just going to be so disappointed in me. You know what I'm saying? The fear of like having a certain expectation or ideal of yourself. Letting uh, other people down. Yeah. And, um, yo, that shit fucks with me. You know what I mean? Like, yo, if I don't do this shit right, well, who knows what this can do? You know what I'm saying? Like, do we all have that fear of disappointing our parents? Some of us, because some people don't have that type of relationship with their parents or don't care what their parents think. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like for the, for, for majority of people, 
Like, fam, you do something dumb at work. That could be the downfall of the, you know what I'm saying? That like, could be it. That could be, that can, that can cause a spiral that you may never be able to, 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 to pull yourself out of. One bad, like I've been there before. Like you have one bad Monday and then you look up, you know, little things have compounded. Shit. You was 20 minutes late coming in from work. Shit, then you blew a tire on your lunch break. Now you're an hour coming back late from, like, you starting to look like a a, a pattern. Yeah. It's starting to look habitual almost. And, like, so you get a job, right? You're making as much money as you ever made in your life. You start upgrading everything, and then something goes dry. I mean, a lot of people went through this in 2008 when the housing market crashed and everything, right? So everybody did all this thing, or, or all the plants went out and, 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 and um got rid of half the workers and shit like that, like, and what you supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a fear. Like, so, and unfortunately. You go from making a job from 200000 a year to 62. Yeah. And it's like, who who are you to complain about making sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year when others aren't? But, like, my bills were scheduled upon one twenty five. Yeah. And. Shit, then we went through that with Comcast when they started cutting commission and shit. Niggas, we was used to making three, four grand a month. Yeah, I was still young. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't an adult yet. I was adult in age, but not in maturity and well, like, responsibility. Responsibility. You know what I'm saying? But like, like there's a, there's a, um, uh, and I think this is why we act the way that we act at work. We put all that white voice, we play them for the quote unquote man, and you know, we play, we all this shit because. Because you're fearful of not having that job. What you gonna do, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? We was talking about Kyrie Irving last week. It's a different level of freedom that comes with the money because I'm already can't, rich. Can't nobody you can't hold that above me. Like my livelihood, I can eat, drink, and be well and be merry, right? Because you can't stop that. I've already made two hundred million, and I never have to work again. My family never has to work, and I'll be fine. If I only now I only can have one mansion. Oh well, you know. Oh fuck, I only can have one mansion and 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 one beach house instead of. You know, Kyrie's still gonna make money this season. Yeah, he'll still make like damn near seventeen million. He he gets half of his salary because he's available to play in half of the game. Yeah, so and the Nets have deactivated him. He's not choosing not to play. They said we're not gonna play you. So since I'm available to play in any arena that the states that I'm the city I'm in will allow me to play, you put me on the bench or you just give me half my money. So doesn't sound like a bad deal to me. And th- this shit ain't gonna last forever. New York can't stay locked down for the to the end of time. The numbers are going down, right? So at some point, it's gonna be okay. That mandate is over. Now I can play. Because like, how how long you think this is gonna be? I don't think it's just gonna be that easy for him to come back, though. Well, once I can legally play, yes, I can legally play. But now that you all have inconvenienced me, like l- l- it's time to negotiate some things with who. The, the with the team. What I'm saying is the team don't control if the state will let you in the arena. I I get that, I and they get, don't want they don't. And so for for their as their point is like, hey, we can't build a team chemistry um, or get a rotation if you only gonna be playing every other night. How do I get insert the other point guard? Maybe in a rhythm, but now it's a away game, and now you are gonna play again. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to get a rhythm, but now that the state of, or the city of New York. Um, will allow you to come in and I can play all my games and build team karate. I, 
like Adam Silver said, it's not the NBA doing this shit to him. You know what I'm saying? He can't come in the building, allegedly. Because Bradley Beal played in New York the other day, and he ain't took no fucking vaccine. Right. So I don't know how that works. Um, but any event, in, in any event, but the fear of not being able to take care of yourself as a man is something that that it, it sticks in the back of my mind. That homeless, the homeless thing is is dangerous. Is dang because I I've never been that destitute. Where I've been homeless, but like now you, I've been close to like, look, if this don't come through, like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. And I'm sure, like, when people get to the point of homelessness, you know, it's it's that moment. Like, look, if something don't happen, prior to somebody being homeless, they made it out of every other situation before that one. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, somehow, why it- wouldn't I make it out of? I mean, I, I get the logic. Why wouldn't I make it out of this one? But, yeah. like, you really putting your back to the fire. Yeah, so there's a different level of responsibility and a, a, a level of freedom that you just don't have um, if you are always – your actions are directly tied to how much money I can make to, in order to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's interesting, man. And, like, so um, that fear – would allow you to stay in a position where you work for somebody every day because it's it's scary to say I'm gonna step out on faith and go full time entrepreneur and put everything inside of my dream and do all this because if it don't work that's waiting on the other side of you and it's gonna be day but it's gonna be days that is it looks like it's not gonna work that's that's just like part yeah I mean it's easy for us to say like it's part of it because we still had nine to fives while we pursue our entrepreneurial dreams but you know it was times where like the studio was a little thinner than what we wanted to be and like so some months are greater than others some months like i can't make a nigga record a podcast yeah if that chemistry ain't there or if they got shit going on in their life i can't make you come they in break this up on the air they break up in the hallway you know what i'm saying like i, I can't make somebody come here and it's some it don't and sometimes they don't have nothing to do well most it don't have nothing to do with me. It don't have nothing to do with this. It's just like, yo, we're not doing this shit no more. We did it for two years, it didn't work out for us. We didn't make no money. We didn't do this. We didn't or yo, know, I moved. You know what I'm saying? I, I work a different shift now. I work I'm married now. I don't I don't subscribe to that no shit, more. Shit, right from COVID, nigga almost emptied my fucking four one K and poured everything into in the studio and do some photography and everything like that. And then everything shut down. And then niggas couldn't go outside no more. And I was like, yo, glad I didn't do that. <laughs> Quit my job. Like, fuck you, niggas. I don't need it no more. I'm going to do it on my own. And then the world shut down. Hey, man, I, you just had to put your knuckles in the dirt and strap in. I don't know. Oh I don't know. Man, um, you do you fear death? Not anymore. I used to be real fearful of it. But having seen it, you know, I, I watched... I watched my grandmother pass, Mm. I watched my mother pass, and I watched the process of watching my father pass. And I remember getting very sick myself, and like, I don't care what nobody says, I know I was close to the other side. You know, I I know it. And when I came out of that, that fear of what was behind me was gone. I know that death is just a part of life. And as much as we try to avoid it, want to stave it off as long as possible, it's coming for all of us. Yeah. 
And it, it might be morbid to look at it like that, but it's coming for all of us. My only fear is that I pass before my kids are in a position where they really, you know, they can't maintain on their own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I know I got to die, but I would like for my babies to at least, you know, be working, maintaining and, you know, living as independent adults before God takes me away from them and they have to figure it out. You know, I was even though I was fairly young when I lost my parents, like I've been living on my own, had my own family. Like I knew what it took to take care of myself. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing like the safety. There's a even though my parents weren't like paying my bills. There's a different type of safety net that you have in life yeah. knowing that you have your parents. Knowing that you got some some knowing that you have some guaranteed love. Absolutely. Cause in real life, that's what it's about. Right? Like y'all, these people over here are gonna love me no matter what. No matter what I do, I can always come over here and get some guidance, get a hug. Get that 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 energy that that's going to shoot into me that makes me feel better. That's what I'm saying. You know, you can call your dad up and get, you know, good advice at this. I mean, there are men in my life that if I needed them, I can call upon. I got good uncles, you know, but my uncle ain't my father, yeah. you know. So I, I know that even though having those good people around at the end of the day, like if shit hit the fan, it's going to blow everywhere. Like nobody's coming to save me. Yeah. Like I'm I'm the I'm the head of the table. You know, I'm the head of the household for my family. So, like, I'm the one I'm I'm everybody's dad. They looking to me for, you know, what is we going to do? And it's up to me to figure it out. And I think that's a that's a very fearful undertaking for a lot of people um, in general. And, you know, we talk about on this pod a lot about uh, people thinking for themselves. Damn, it's hot in here. Um, group think um, going with the mind mentality or whatever, because I think. If you were forced to stand on your own beliefs and figure things out for yourself, that's a very fearful path because you may make the wrong decision. And I think it's easier to to fall back on, well, this didn't work out because I, I followed insert president here. Wasn't my fault. They But you know what that's that's just part of the process. Yeah. You know, as as much as I don't want to make fucked up decisions, like that's that's what's gonna help me make a better decision next time. Like sometimes you just got to take you got to take your L's. Yeah. You know, I don't mind losing a losing a couple battles as long as I don't lose the war. I think this may be an area that you may um, uh, be better equipped than me in or better skilled than me. Or, I, or tell me how much of this is real and how much it is 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 show. Um, sometimes. And this is incorrect. I should not feel this way to start off. OK. OK. Uh, sometimes I'm fearful of letting other people down or I'm fearful of failing, living up to the expectation that they have created for me. Not necessarily who I am, but you have an expectation of who you think I am. And sometimes there's a level of, for lack of a better word, where you're trying to keep that representation because you like how that feels or whatever. Or maybe the person that you think that I am is the person I really want to be. And I know that I'm not that at least right now. So you keep up this. Um, I've been getting out of that, right? Because sometimes you can't be that person right. and it's okay not to be, but that's a, that's a hurdle that you got to get over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like to think that I don't care what nobody think about me. And for certain stuff, I don't, 
But then for certain things I do. And I don't know why it's that way. Cause like everything logically would say, man, fuck what a motherfucker think about you. You know what I'm saying? But like in real life, I care to an extent. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. I've, I've had to care in certain situations, but I, overall, I felt like I made a conscious decision that like, I don't care what other people think. I remember for me, the experience was like losing both of my parents. Mm. Those are the people whose opinions that like still really held some weight to me. When I, when I buried my father, you know, I, I had to look in the mirror and said, I am the man of my life now. I'm the man of my children's life. I like this. You the, you the family reunion. I'm in charge. They making the family reunion from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, and I had to, and granted, I still have my sister and she lives her life and does what she does. But like, you know, I didn't have that male voice to fall back on or, or someone to, to look for that counsel to. So it became me. And once I realized like, look, my, my failure or my success will be completely dependent on me and what I do from today yeah. until I die. I decided that I'm going to do what I want to do. People told, you know, if, if you know me, you know, I have a lot of visible tattoos. A year ago, I tattooed my neck right in this studio. And when people told me that's a stupid idea, you still got to get up and work. And I know I do, but that's the conscious decision that I made. I still have gainful employment with tattoos on my neck and my hands and I do and I'm still a professional. Yeah. But I made I made the decision that I'm going to live my life and do what makes me happy because when I die it's just going to be me in the casket. You know, I I I won't have when I when I make it to the gates, I'm only going to have to answer about my life and the things that I did. So if I can get up and look at myself in the mirror and deal with the good, bad, indifferent of my day, then that's all I, that's the only validation that I need. Yeah. If if I can look at my children and, and still hold my head high, that's all I need in life. Yeah. So when we was talking about this, I, I said it's kind of twofold. Um, and fear has helped mankind come to the point that we're in right now. Like fear is needed. It keeps you safe. If you scared of heights, stay your ass off the cliff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, on some, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But on some primordial thing, fear is what keeps humans safe. So now I'll be thinking like, well, yo, everybody is scared of different shit, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the creator is all powerful and all knowing, the whole nine yards. And I think the fears that it gives, that he gives or it gives or whatever, or that gravitates you, however you the fear that you have on any particular situation, like that fear was made for you to keep you safe to an extent. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? To an extent. Uh, now, some of that shit, made, we, may, we may have created ourselves as a crutch. But like um, if you you're afraid of, uh, of, of driving 90 miles an hour on a freeway, maybe that's a good fear to have. Cause you aren't built <laughs> to drive a hundred miles an hour. What's something that you like legit fearful of? Like animals or bears. Okay. Bears. Scariest <laughs> shit on the planet. Why bears, nigga? There's nothing you can do with a bear. Nothing. Matter of fact, shout out to my nigga Ken. He just sent me a, a video of two bears fighting and shit. Them niggas was going at it for five minutes, dog. There's nothing that you can do to a fucking bear. Okay. He's 10 feet tall. 700 pounds 
He runs 35 miles an hour. He has claws like fucking machete knives. Uh, he's smart as shit. He's strong as shit. And climb trees. He can climb and he can swim. He can open doors and flip over cars. There isn't. What do you do? You know what I always think? You remember the movie The Revenant with uh, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio? That's all I think about, like, when that bear ran up on that nigga in the woods. There's no way that I can play dead when there's a bear eating. He shot the bear and, the bear and, like, it barely stopped that nigga. Better shoot that nigga in the mouth. I know somebody that hunts and they shot a bear. And he was like, he shot the bear, but he also stayed in the tree for, like, an hour to make sure that the bear was fucking dead. I hope he had a forty-five or a ten millimeter. You better take. You better carry that ten millimeter. I'm building one. I'm building me a ten millimeter now. For bears, kid. I'm going hunting. Oh, for real? Yeah. With um, D. Merritt and them? No, I'm going with a um, somebody else. Oh, okay. Uh, and yo, you got to keep one with you. You feel me? So you never. Know. I've always wanted to try hunting, but I'll be honest, man. Like I'm, I'm a little. <laughs> I'm going deer hunting. Okay. And you know. When you in a blind up in the woods, like bears do be out there. Yeah. And uh I may not be able to to, to grab the rifle, you know what I'm saying? Or but I, you gotta get that 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 you gotta get them off of you. <laughs> yeah. If if the if if the shit won't shoot you if you shoot them and they don't die, it's like it's a strong ass right cross. You feel me? <laughs> it's like you like you punching the shit that out of That right the, cross is not gonna do shit to that bear. What else you gonna do? That's the strongest <laughs> thing that you got. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you hit the nigga a couple times, like, oh, nigga, that shit kind of hurt. It ain't going to kill me, but, like, I don't want to get shot again. So, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Shoot the nigga in the mouth, the nose, the neck. Why you go, you screaming? <laughs> Shoot the nigga in the throat. Uh, you know what, Adam, I'm kind of fearful of in the woods? Because these bitches aggressive. When I be seeing them feral-ass hogs. Oh, I can't wait. I don't want no parts of them bitches. Oh, I can't wait to go hog hunting. Oh, I want to kill hogs. I want to I rid the world of fucking swine. The muzz ain't no joke, my nigga. Yeah, they don't be. They be yeah. killers. They they are they one hundred percent killers. They kill people too, by the way. Uh in Texas be two, uh, three hundred pounds, low as fuck to the ground and fast as hell. In Texas, the feral hogs, it's always hog season, all year round. We 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 just want you to kill them whenever you possibly can. Uh, Texas lets you kill them hogs. Florida you can kill iguanas. Like the hog like they destroy crops a couple years ago, like four of them like Ate this old woman, <laughs> ate an old lady. She was going to, uh, to, uh, she used to, I guess she's a babysitter or whatever. And they couldn't, like, she used to come over at six o'clock in the morning and a pack of wild hogs got her, nigga. That's fucked up. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like hogs. They got hell, you can, you can, uh, helicopter hog hunt. So you be hanging out the side of a helicopter shooting them bitches from the joint. It's a cost a lot of money to do it, but I'm going to do it at least one time. I mean, I like to, tr I, I just like to try hunting. Yeah. But my fear is that, like, I'm going to miss and the animal is going to charge at me and then I'm going to die. Well, listen, man. I remember watching this show because I'm a, I'm a nature buff. I watch, I watched all the hunting channels. I watched National Geographic, the whole nine yards. This was years ago, right? Uh, these niggas was up on top of a mountain. Uh, and they was looking down on this bear. They got the the binoculars, I mean, telescope, and they they shot the bear. Pow, pow. Bear like a mile away. You know what I'm saying? On some on some. And the bear hunted shit. them down. The the bullet hit them. The bear looked directly up at the camera. It seems like it would look up, and then the the camera crew packed they shit up, got in, the, and he started running towards them. 
So the the camera crew packed because the shit bear was the going to kill them. Got in the car and peeled the fuck out. You know a bear's nose? It's like so a dog's nose is ten thousand strong, ten thousand times stronger than your nose. Right. A bear got like ten thousand on top of the fucking dog. That nigga can, they can smell blood from a mile away. So you think you were, is that a kid? Is that a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> is that a Snickers? <laughs> that nigga two miles away, and you and this motherfucker trying to eat your little spam sandwich, and you about to get us all killed. Mm-mm. That bear was gonna kill him. That bear was going to hunt them down. Can you imagine the the the? I, first off, it's like God created the perfect villain. The nigga eyesight is fucking great. He can smell a fucking mile away. He can run fast as shit. Swim. The nigga ride bicycles in the in the circus. Play. All I'm just saying is like this is the shit that we know about in the jungle and in the woods. That's scary. It's a bunch of shit going on in the jungle, the woods, in the ocean that we ain't got no idea about. Not one. And we just need to leave it the fuck alone. All right. Here's some shit I'm scared of. I'm afraid of. Like, in, I, I have legitimately have a fear. I've done it before. I don't know how, but I did. Went on a cruise. I'm afraid of giant bodies of water when I cannot see the shore. Okay. So I've talked about it on the show before. I am definitely afraid of water. Like I don't, I don't really even fuck with bridges if I can avoid them. Man, I am definitely afraid of water. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of heights, to be perfectly honest. Like I can I, make it. I wanna, I wanna go on a cruise with a beautiful young woman, but I am scared to step out on that deck and see that water and the shit that's gonna run out of my drawers will, will drown the ocean. And at night. That shit's scary, my nigga. See, I, I can't, man. You can make my anxiety. It's scary because you can't see nothing. It's pitch black out there, dog. Like, maybe sometimes you can see, like, the sky. It'll be, like, a, a lighter shade of sometimes it'll be orange or some shit. It's fucking scary, my nigga. And, like, I be thinking, like, yo, this just seemed way too easy for niggas to fall over. Like, I need, like, it to be something higher or, like, there should be, like, an extra portion that sticks out on the boat <laughs> to catch niggas who fall or something like it's just it's just too much man Nah, man see that's 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 fucking weird. granted i had a great time went to the bahamas on a cruise it was a great fucking time but i want to go on a cruise with a woman but i am scared as hell of that shit like i'm not gonna be able to enjoy it like that's just that's just how like nervous yeah, and we, anxious that shit is gonna have me. I'm not gonna be able to enjoy that shit. Like we in the restaurant or a little dining room and shit, you know, eating steak and shit like that, and then the whole fucking shit is kind of like come on, right? dog. come on, man. Like yo, because sometimes the see the, the 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 you know, I didn't get seasick, but a few times you catch a little vertigo. Like all right, this is all right. I can see how niggas be like, yo, this makes me queasy. I was just looking at some shit in the paper. They got a cruise going. Well, you're going to be on a road. You're going to be on sea for 294 nights. The shit equal out to like nine months on sea. 294 nights? Yes. There's only 365 days in a year. That's way too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's two thirds of the year. <laughs> shit, no. that's, that's how they advertise in the cruise. You spend nine months on sea. But wouldn't that be kind of dope, though? Man, it's going to be a murder. <laughs> it's gonna be some pregnancy. Yeah, I couldn't be. I couldn't be around the same people for that long of a time. Like nigga, y'all a community, or maybe this, or maybe it's the test run. Maybe it's the test run for when they blow up the world. I bet you with some uh, some oil rigs or some tankers out there. You know, like all of our the ship, the goods and services, or the, all the goods is sitting out there on the water and shit on the docks because Biden and his trade deals and shit 
has everybody fucking up over Christmas. All right. All y'all should have just sitting out there on the water. You know, they got some prisons out there on the water. Absolutely. Uh, that's some scary. That's where they send the worst of the worst. Yeah. And that's where they send the, the black ops that, that, that that's off, that's off the grid. Yeah. That's what Epstein's at. Okay. That that's where they waterboard you for real. That nigga's probably on a, I don't think that nigga did. And I don't think they, I think he's free. Like living a life somewhere. Living the life? I don't think so. He had way too much information. They got the nigga out of jail because they had to. He probably has fail safes put in order. We're like, yo, something happened to me, my nigga. This shit coming out. Now nah, we gonna break you out. Everybody gonna think you dead. You living off of some island somewhere. Just stay quiet. Be quiet, nigga. Shave your head. <laughs> I don't put a fucking turban on. Go you fucking in Afghanistan or some shit. I don't know where he Israel. He's from Israel. Or something. I don't know. Yeah, Epstein. I think that's a. I know he used to fly like the the Israeli flag and shit on his. You know, he somebody said he was like military. It don't fucking matter. Uh, but this fear shit, man. It's um, it's interesting, man. Um, what's some other stupid shit you scared of? Uh, the mafia. Nah. <laughs> Um, which is weird, but like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of, well, I'm extremely afraid to go to prison in a different country. First off, I don't want to go to prison nowhere, by the way. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Nigga, that is, that is like on my bucket list of shit that I want to always stay away from. Prison? Is going to prison in a, in a third world country or going to prison in California, the Arizona. South or New York. Louisiana, my nigga. <laughs> the South. I don't want. I don't want to go to prison in the South. Nah, I'm straight. I'm. I'm, I'm not trying to go to prison on the West Coast. <laughs> like the no, no. Because they living different over there. It's a different time. Yeah, I don't. I'm not trying to say that like prison here ain't ain't tough because it's a lot of niggas who never make it home from there. But like, I don't want the South, West Coast, and fucking New York. I don't never want to see prison in none of them places. I'll be honest. I'm never trying to go. And um. I'm not going if you catch my drift. I feel you. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, it's not me. It's not for me. Uh, I can't go to jail in Louisiana. I just can't. It's a wrap. I can't. It's a wrap. Shit, I I'm can't. not trying to go to, I'm not trying to go to, just, to the actual, just jail in, in, in Vegas. I can't. I was on my best behavior in Vegas, dog. I used to watch the shit when niggas be in the Vegas lockup and you go to the Vegas County Jail. No, that's it. Not for that's a lot of shit going on in Vegas. There's so many niggas in the county jail just waiting. To, like, no, that's not the place for me, my nigga. <laughs> like, or I just don't want to be locked up nowhere where my lawyer can't get to me. If my lawyer can't drive there, I don't. I don't want to be there. Uh, uh-uh, man, I'm not. I'm not for it. Uh, I got a fear that I'm right about a lot of the conspiracy shit that I be on. That's a legitimate fear of mine. Because I know we 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 be it's be tongue in cheek and we be laughing. Some joking. of that shit that you say like it 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 concerns me. But like, if I'm right about like half the shit, no matter of fact, if I'm right about twenty percent of the shit. Then we 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 not in a good space. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're not in a good. I can't be wrong a hundred percent of the time. I feel I'm like not we're not right in a good space. Period. But like they just they hide it or they attempt to hide it so well. Like, we just never know the full extent of it. Niggas probably Transformers and X-Men out there right now. So think about this. Aliens. I know I got this uh this book I've been writing. Uh, shit I was writing about, Volume 4, the anthology. <laughs> but a nigga like me, I'm not right all the time, right? Right. But I'm not wrong every single time. 
So somebody shared and said, even if you disagree with most of it, some it might of be shit, truth to some of it. Some of this shit is right. Right. And that's fucking scary. I know what percentage of it is right. But like, so there's look. a legitimate fear of mine that here's a here's a this is this is a legitimate fear that the Bible is real and it's literal. <laughs> that is not written in allegory. Yeah, because what if it ain't? Like everything happened. Just Jonah was in the in the fish's stomach. Like everything happened just <laughs> as it was written. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a wild story, <laughs> and like I've seen like people do, like Goliath. Goliath is Goliath. a giant. One hundred one percent happened. One hundred percent happened. Goliath was a giant. Nephilim's roam the earth. One hundred percent. I believe it. <laughs> it's not a it's not a doubt in my fucking mind. Okay. Okay. Um, but what if the Bible is real? Like I don't I do believe that it's not so I know that sounds that sounds as if I don't believe and that's No, that, I get what you're saying, what like, saying. but everything is like, look, this is a photogenic account of what happened. Jesus came through, he touched him, he could see. Let's just say this. Okay, it's not like literal and it's written in allegory. But every story I told you in this book, I told you for a reason. I gave you your basic instructions before leaving Earth, Bible. Um and this is how it is. This is what I really allow. This is what I don't allow. This is how you get through heaven or the, the whatever, the, whatever that is. Let's just say you like, need some stories to help you get through it. You mean to tell me that you don't got no one has no legit, no fear that this shit could be real. Cause it's not like it's bad, right? Like, yo, what's one of the 10 commandments you think is bad? <laughs> like thou shalt not kill. We got to get that one out of here. Or, Oh, you want to cover your neighbor's wife? Like, like if you just on some basic shit, like it got to be like, there's a fear that the shit that I do in my normal life that I may feel is good. And I think this is great. That's in direct opposition of what I've been taught as a child. So you can't even say I didn't know. Like fornicating. I don't know what that is. Premarital sex. Again, like I don't know what that is. I know that sound like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to die, but I'm not. Like I don't know what what is considered considered marriage. Okay, I you know get what, what you're saying. Because like, because there there is some 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 gradation in 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 the translation of things. So yeah, I plus, get what like, you're saying. Niggas niggas wasn't going down to the state and signing paperwork. Like man, woman, God, y'all married. You know what I'm saying? But this is my wife now. And slave in 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 uh during the time that we were enslaved, they jumped jumped the broom. Y'all was married. That's that was the ceremony. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So was they married or not? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's that's a good way to look at it. So is it, so um shout out to my uh cousin, my little cousin Lauren. Uh, her her wedding anniversary was yesterday. She was the reason that I, I became a wedding officiant, and um, I officiated their wedding uh, four years ago. Wow! Yeah, that was we was in the old studio when she uh, started that. Matter of fact, we wasn't in any. We was at the white man studio. And we talked about that on the episode. It's crazy. Time yeah. flies, man. So I, I officiated that wedding. I officiated the twins' uh, SJ wedding. So you mean to tell me that 
I'm the person that gave the blessing of SJ. Like I'm the reason that SJ and his wife are not fornicating because I, Jay Johnson, gave his authority over it. Like, come on, my nigga. Yeah, God ain't write the Bible for that. <laughs> he, 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 he wasn't thinking about he, me. Nah, he he, he, he wasn't talking about little cousin. Like, yo, get your cousin Jason to bless it, and then it's all good. Like, come on, my nigga. Like, now it's for real. <laughs> Jason touched it. Now it's for real. Anybody, somebody tell me on some marriage shit. Like, I take out my car. Like, nigga, I be marrying it. So, like, I can't be the. the Wait, would you like to? Get married today? <laughs> I can't be the end all be all. Could you? You could just marry somebody whenever in Michigan. That is that is way too much power, man. That's it's really not. It's a couple of clicks online. <laughs> it is not. It's not power at all. Everybody can. It's so easy. A caveman can do it. <laughs> oh man, you ever have a fear of? Uh, I know you mentioned that you want to get married again, possibly have another child. Is there a fear that you may be by yourself? Yeah, I do fear that. I fear that. Because I <laughs> I done fucked it up with so many good women. I really have. I'm not even going. I don't even take that shit lightly. I have, When I look back on my history of some of the women I've dealt with, dated, I, I, I lost two or three wives in there. I fucked it up with so many good women. And it's like, how many is God going to send me for me to mess up? You Were know? they for you? I believe so, but like nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a affectionate person. I'm not real. Sometimes I ain't real lovable and shit. So like it was, yeah. it's easy for them to, you know, if I'm not giving you no incentive to stay, it's easy for you to leave. This is true. So you know, I. But when I look back on what some of these women have gone on to do, who they've gone on to be with, what they've gone on to accomplish, like nigga, that could have, I could have been me. Like we could have. We could have did that. Do you see yourself doing that with them? Like, would you, the version of yourself that you are right now, could you fit in them lives or you like, excuse me, y'all were at, I wanted to change. I could have fit in that life at that time. I don't think all of them would have transcended to the man that I am now. There's maybe a handful in there that I can think of will probably still be a good fit. Yeah. Now, maybe they were a better fit. You know, I don't know if we could have grown together, what our trajectory would have looked like as a unit. You know, who knows? But, you know, looking at the quality of people that they were and that was probably it. I, I probably just fu- and fucked it up for little shit. You know, I can be real, real picky and real moody. You know, she can't cook. uh you know Your what? booty ain't big, yeah. I heard somebody say last night or yesterday uh, when somebody was like, what are some like uh, petty things that you will stop dating somebody for or whatever? And I heard somebody say, there's no such thing. I said dating is a discriminatory act. It's perfectly fine. In fact, you should, if you don't like it, you should get, away, get rid of it. And I was like, it's a discriminatory, like that's the only time that you can be discriminatory because this is about your likes and your feelings, what you like. So there's not a mode that someone says they got these four things. So it has to work like, nah, maybe I got 17 things on my list and I need all 17. I like that though. You know what I'm saying? It's the truth. And I thought like, you know what? That is true. Cause I can, I mean, to your point, like you can always go down a list of somebody that you you've been with and be like, "Yo, this was great. This was great. This is great. This is great." Um, and you can beat yourself up over it. But was it all seventeen that was on your list? No, you know what I'm saying. She or, hit thirteen out of fifteen. You were sixteen out of seventeen. Not good enough. It's like no. <laughs> um, but you can't be petty like that. Yeah. 
uh, have you ever, so listen, what do you think that if there's one top three things you think everybody, the, the most three fearful things in the country or world, you gave me top three, you give me one, I'll give you one. Poverty. Poverty? Yes. You think niggas is afraid of poverty? People are afraid of being poor. Most of the majority of the world is actually in poverty. We think we poor in America until you go to like the slum slums and like, like, yeah, you poor, but nigga, you got a cell phone. Like we don't got no cell phone. Like you poor, but like, see, I don't have a roof. I don't think there's necessarily like a baseline for it though, because like you said, was, was poor to me. You know, it's somebody else's dream day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like relative poverty, though. Yeah, because like if I if you got a mansion and I got uh, a shipping container, that shipping container looks fucking great. If you out in the bush and it's raining, like nigga, you in the shipping container. But like relative poverty is like you. I see what you got. I see what I got. That's comparison. It's a yeah. thief of joy. But yeah, uh, I think. They say this a lot. They say people are afraid or fearful of public speaking. Some people say that they would rather die than speak in front of a large crowd. Um, I don't think myself and yourself suffers from that because of what we do. <laughs> but uh, that is a legitimate fear from people. I don't like speaking in front of large crowds. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, from the experience that we have of doing the podcast and other shit business related or, you know, professionally, professionally related, you know, there's a certain level of comfort, but I don't I don't too much care for it. Now, does it keep me up at night? Nah, but, you know, I usually for me to speak in front of like big crowds, I need something to take the edge off, maybe a couple puffs, you know, something to something to get me in that mode. I think that. um People who be afraid to speak in public. This is general, not everybody. If you know what you're talking about, you should be good. It's when you don't know what you're talking about. Not being like you uneducated, but like if you have to speak off the cuff in front of people, that could be very hard. That could be difficult because you depending um, on what the subject matter yeah, is. You too. um and I and stuff like that. But if you get me up there and be like, yo, Jay, um, I need you to get in front of this whole such and such and talk about podcasting, talk about the start of this and that. I do that shit with my fucking eyes closed. Yeah. And I and I get a kick out of killing that shit. Cause I like, yo, if I if I do this shit right, niggas gonna be like, yo, man, that shit was really good. So now I'm in this motherfucker performing and it turned into a game. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you know I'm motherfucker like, yo, man, I really enjoyed that speech. Or I enjoyed this. Now give me a little bit of something that I can kind of uh yeah. pump my chest out a little bit. But if you up there kicking it off the cuff, that's the difficult part. Or talking about some shit that you're like, I'm just really not that interested in. So, uh, you know, we talked about this before. So I was part of Toastmasters, right? Um, you got to go through 10 different speeches. They give you different topics or what have you. And at each meeting, they will call on a random person and they'll just pull a, a card out and you have to speak off the cuff for three minutes on a particular subject. And it kind of teaches you how to finagle your way through a fucking conversation and shit. But you got to learn your ums and ahs and things of that nature. Sometimes I listen back to the podcast and be like, yo, this is a lot of ums and ahs or crutch words. 
but because we be speaking off the cuff and not every we still use a lot of crutch words now sometimes yeah, but and some of our topics are yeah we have a general idea what we're about to talk about but it's not planned and, and, and planned out specifically but when we talk about something that we really on we off we off to we often going um what else so you said uh poverty yeah speaking uh, in public yeah, I, I would say poverty, too, because, I mean, that's one of the first things that I even talked about, like, yo, fear and failing and not being able to take care of yourself or not being able to. As a man, it's just different. I don't know that it's, that could be sexist. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be that way or it could be that way or whatever. But, like, if you can't take care of yourself. Because nobody has sympathy for a man that can't take care of himself. People are a little bit more willing to help, like, a woman or a woman with children. But, like, if you're an able-bodied man and you can't do for yourself— Niggas turn their nose up at you. What do you call a 27-year-old man with a high school diploma who lives at home with his mom? I don't know. It's I don't know because there's so many different ways what that could go. What do people call him? A bum. Okay. What do you call a 27-year-old woman with a high school diploma that lives on her with her mom? She waiting for her husband to find her so he, she can he can move her out. Stacking this chip. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm leave, yeah, I, I'll leave that. She alone. working at the beauty bar trying to get her paper up, you know, so she can either open up her own spot in Greenfield Plaza or waiting on her husband to come move her out. AKA she waiting on, she a mixtape rapper. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> the equivalent to you got your bundles you about to sell, you about to do, like you, you got a mixtape coming out. You know what I'm saying? But it's different. Um, no, it's really the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you sell hair, you promoting that bitch like you sell, like you selling a mixtape. <laughs> hey look you know in the wire they were like got them green top <laughs> they like <laughs> got that peruvian wavy got that uh such and such number five or whatever the fuck it is um yo this is the one i think most people are afraid of physical harm yeah that if i don't do something such and such gonna hit me yeah and that's um, for, the reason I play fear is because that shit is baked into us. This all is fault of slavery. <laughs> slavery beat that fear the fuck into us. And then through generation through generation, we was taught. How old was you the last time you were like fearful of a whooping? The last time I remember getting a whooping was probably like being fearful of it. I would assume the last time I got one. Okay. Um, but the last time I can actually remember may have been like sixth or seventh grade, maybe sixth grade. Um, Cause like after a while, I, I think it was just like, my dad had a paddle, you know what I'm saying? Like he made, he wouldn't, he made weapons. He made a weapon, the whooping house. Yeah. He made a, a wooden paddle. He carved it. He sanded it. He took fire to it and burnt the wood, shellacked it. And I remember he made one for the family. Like, he, he made one for other family members. Drill holes in it so it can be aerodynamic when it's swinging at you. Uh, put Does black, he still have it? Yes. Black electrical tape around the, around the handle. Can you please post a picture of this? Please. Uh, I'm going to see if my dad got the paddle. I'm going to see if I'm, I'm going to take it. Well, whenever I have my first You better child, ask him if you can take that shit. Whenever I have my first child, I'm taking a paddle, okay? This is so, because I got the paddle. You feel me? And I was 100% fearful. I was fearful of my father. Like in real life. 
You know what I'm saying? And my mom. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember one woman. I was, I was fearful of my mother because I knew she was an extension of my father. Like, I knew if, if shit went awry with her, she was just going to get him. Like, but I just don't under. I don't know if, I, I be wondering, like, if the reason I'm so violent is because I was raised on violence. And not raised on violence in a, in a traditional sense, but like, when something goes wrong and you don't do what you're supposed to do or you don't follow directions and it's time to get a whooping. Now I didn't get like whoopings like every day or no shit like that, but if she got egregious, you got your ass whooped. Yeah. And at the time it's just, that's just what happens. That's just what you do. And then most people be like, well, when I, when I got whooped as a kid, so I'm gonna whoop my kids too. Cause we just assume that that's what you're supposed or to do. Or some people just be like, look, I got enough whoopings. I ain't never whooping my kids. Yeah, I don't know which is the right answer. You know what I'm saying? But so if we if we going back to your other thing that the Bible is written how the Bible spare the rod, spoil the child. The Bible said beat you. It doesn't say beat you. It says um, hit you. It says spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, and that's up into that's open into interpretation. Um, I don't necessarily think that whoopings are sound like an assault to me. Uh, are bad per se. I do think if that's your your first and only option, then that's bad parenting. Um, it can't be whatever. Uh, that's funny. You, see, you you said I had a healthy fear of my dad. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? From from things that I the whoopings I got, the whoopings I seen my cousin or my brother get, like hell, fuck yeah, I had a healthy fear. Like, I'll go with third. You know what I'm saying? They, the whooping's coming age, okay? <laughs> My brother's the oldest, then it's Netta, then it's me. By the time it's me, no, I, you know, I know how to manipulate the system. I got his bathroom. It's a lock on the bathroom door. I'm in that motherfucker for hours, nigga. We in here. You got to pee on yourself. We in here. I'll be out in a minute. God damn it. <laughs> you gonna take <laughs> I'm out. I'll be out in a minute, my nigga. Uh... Uh, I mean, I ran for my mom one time under the table. I'm not you. Not, you're not whooping me right now. <laughs> you're gonna have to catch me. We scheduled this a little bit later. <laughs> you have to catch me, God damn it. Uh, I'm running, okay. Uh, but 100. percent Um, and is I think we are built to fear. Like I remember when I was younger, I had zero fear of fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever, however, whoever can get it. It, it 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 just is what it is. And then the first time I remember the first time I thought about consequence in a fight and one of my homies got knocked the fuck out right in front of me. This nigga was <laughs> while well, nigga fighting like this and like I seen this shit in slow motion. His fist came right down, hit the nigga in the eye socket. And it was the first time I seen nigga get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? And he was out cold. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, that can happen. <laughs> like, like yo, that can happen to me? Get up, Craig. <laughs> yo, I, I hadn't seen a nigga get knocked out before. And that was the first time I had a, like, there was ever a consequence. You know what I'm saying? Like, it. Did they stomp him out? Did they run his pockets? No, this wasn't stump out time. You know what I'm okay. saying? We was like still in middle school or some shit. You know what I'm saying? That's when it be starting, though. Well, in the early 90s. <laughs> you get. They don't stump niggas how they do now. It's a different stump. You get stumps to the bodies. Now they ch they stepping on niggas' faces and heads and shit, trying to make niggas bite the curb. Seen too many movies and shit. Uh, that was the first time I seen like physical, like yo, yo, this can go bad for me. I just figured I was gonna win every fight because. So you was hella young then, relatively. Okay, you know, 
Because uh, losing hadn't even crossed your mind. Not 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 one time. <laughs> not one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, not one time. And it wasn't until like you get into high school, it'd be like, yo, these niggas is a lot. Glennon was in my, my ninth grade class. This nigga's six foot ten, four hundred pounds or some shit. Like, yo, uh Marco, we in the same class. Thought this nigga was a senior when I from my he had a letterman the first week of school. I remember when I played football and that nigga came out to practice the first week. Like we thought, he, we thought he was a transfer from twelfth grade. Come to find out, that nigga was fourteen years old. He's no big fuck. as a grown man. Yeah, but like, I had a fear. Like I, um, unfortunately, I've seen a few people get shot and killed in my lifetime. wasn't Was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that gives. Unfortunately, I've seen a few people die. So that's wrong place, wrong time. That's that's one thing I do have a fear of is getting shot. I've I remember I went like three summers in a row with niggas that were like very close to me getting shot, and there was a point in time where I felt like you know it could be me one of these summers, and like seeing somebody that you know and that you love get shot or be gasping for air or be like like that that shit is. It's it's a vivid picture that just like stays in my mind. I can see my homeboy coughing up blood, mm. like and almost like fading to the other side. Yeah, man. Um, I I have a, a healthy respect, a fear of like large crowds that I can't control. One uh, weekend up at Michigan State, uh, seen a young man lose his life. Uh, Hanging out, it was me, you know, D. Married Fred. I was in matter of fact, I was in Fred's car. You know what I'm saying? In the back seat, looking out the window and shit. It's an altercation of some sort, and all I just heard and saw was this young man putting his hands up like, "No beef, no beef." Then you see the flash go off, and then he falls, and then all the words and the shit get back like he didn't make it and shit. Um, and like I don't trust niggas. You know what I'm saying? In large yeah. crowds, was that? Whatever that fucking club was that was at the Star Southfield, you know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. See the nigga get beat to death with one of them the metal things. That Arturo's. Hold the, Arturo's to hold the red VIP. Yeah. Uh, thing like she was mayhem. Niggas was getting stabbed. Niggas was getting beat and like hit with shit. And I was just stuck in the fucking corner. And it's like, yo, I started fearing niggas. You know what I'm saying? No, that's that's a good one. Like niggas. Like the 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 not black people, but like no good, like you literally have no good intention. You here to disrupt. I don't trust you. You look like you about to start something and I'm uh, and it forces you to stereotype different people or and 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 generalize people in different like you, you read know, the room a little bit differently. You 100%. look you look for certain things. You look for certain triggers and those people may not even really be what you assume that they are. But like, just because your antennas is up and you see too many people that fit that description in the room, you know, you always on high alert. So all those things happen. And then I get robbed at gunpoint and my best friend gets shot. And so I, I really hate niggas. You know what I'm saying? So the, 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 the self-defense, the I'm going to kill you before you get me. Right. Type shit comes into play. And I mean, I've always been into guns and, and shit like that from from kids, but like, it took it to a different level. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm gonna make it home to my family. Fuck you. 
I don't got. I don't got. I've seen this situation go bad for a lot of people. I'm not letting you get me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and there's a. I mean, I heard somebody say if you if you carry a gun, that means you scared. I can carry a gun because it's legal. Uh, like I understand where they're coming from, but I can easily say the reason that you don't carry one is because you're scared. You're scared to use it. You scared somebody might use it on you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there, there's a definitely a, a a level of no, I'm not letting you do this shit to me. I got family. You know what I'm saying? I got nah. I got to I got to make it home. So, oh yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. It's a lot of fear, a lot of fearful shit uh, in this world. But I'll tell you what, I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of speaking my mind on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Uh, we got a music pick, man. I oh, sent yeah, you actually two music picks this week. Uh, first music pick is, I mentioned them earlier in the show, the nigga Payroll dropped an incredible album, um, Giovanni's Way. The song is called Sicilian featuring Doughboy's Cash Out. He brought the whole crew together for a song, and it came out pretty damn dope. So that's my first music pick of the week, Payroll Giovanni Sicilian. Dough boys cash out, bitch. Members only in the summer, rockin' winter rollies with the pistol on me. Just for niggas tryna get up on me. We ain't flashing guns, gotta stay protected when you passing tons and stacking funds. Niggas run they mouth, we just having runs. So I'm still rich when the rapper's done. Bosses in the click, can we huddle up? Either we gon' drop us a single or work gon' double up. I don't double cups, I rock double links. Sippin' Don P a pink cleat, Prezi match the mink. Bar in the crib, that's when I grab a drink. Louis slippers on, texting Gary about my newest piece. I wanted to say DBC for life. For yeah, that shit cold though. So that's that's my first joint. And then I was thumbing through the music, and Alchemist dropped a project not too long ago called This Thing of Ours. And on the project, he has a song called Flying Spirit featuring Friends of the Show, the Bruiser Brigade, yeah. with our nigga J.U.S., they say Bruiser Wolf, Fat Ray. Selling water bottles, just that rusty 38 at grandma's place. This buffalo and cheese on New Year's Eve. Appetite for destruction, my sight see blood. Just cause I call you cuz don't mean we blood. It's that bruiser brigade and this fades on deck. Give a fuck what you playing, I'ma wrap my set. Yacht master Rolex, but I ain't got no boat. Know that bitch ain't my hope, but I got that throat. Got a target on my back, yeah, my life in the scope. Cause my name ring bells everywhere I go. Bitch, we the new mob, so slob on the knob. Only read my reports in the back of the side. I kill shit in the booth. Whenever the mic's on, you know my number. It stay the same like Mike Jones. Then I wasn't hot, but now the hoes all on me. Not big as ever, and the nigga still on me. Yeah. <laughs> nigga J-U-S J-U-S, you feel me? All right. So that's uh off of the Alchemist, this thing of ours, two EP. It's called Flying Spirit by Bruiser Brigade. Yeah. Shout out to the homies of Bruiser Brigade, man. And J-U-S, Bruiser Wolf, Fat Ray. Yo, hit up um, Bandcamp and buy some music. I've seen... Uh, Bruiser Thanksgiving will be coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, you got a Whose Mans is this? I do. 
And um, we listened to this yesterday. I just found about this yesterday when we was in here. Um, uh, I don't understand how we've come to this point in society. And remember, I said like some of the shit I be saying is 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 real, and if it's and if it's real, it's you should be afraid of it. But we've come to a point where uh, these people are now saying uh, words are violence. Um, if you offend somebody, that's violence towards me. Uh, but I'm talking about uh, a case where in Honolulu, the police arrested, put in cuffs, forcibly, put a young girl in the back of a car and took her to jail because she drew a picture of a bully. The parent of the bully who got a picture drawn of her, drawn of her, told the school board that they wanted the police to be called. And then they called the fucking police and the police arrested the girl for drawing a fucking picture. Where have we come to in a society where adults will call the police on a child for drawing a picture and where are we at as, as a society where the police will arrest a 10 year old girl from school for drawing a fucking picture? Well, God damn it. I want to see the picture. What does this shit look like? What could you possibly, what could you, what do you think could be on that picture that, that could send a person to jail? Nothing. They kids. Let's just say, I'm, what's the old girl name? Kathy such and such. Remember she do the photo shoot with the fake Donald Trump head. Yeah. She didn't go to jail. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. She didn't go to jail. <laughs> Secret Service called. <laughs> but she don't go to, like, what could be in this picture that's so fucking bad? That the bully parent called the police. In fucking credible, dog. In fucking credible. Uh, whose police is this? <laughs> like, whose country is this? How you put a little girl like that in cuffs? I wish the fuck you would put my niece in cuffs because she drew a fucking picture. Ah, shoot this bitch up. Put me in cuffs. That's wild. Hey, I don't get it, dog. Um, couldn't be me. And I don't even got no children. That's it? Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> All right, man. It just felt like abrupt. But, <laughs> hey, that's how it is sometimes. Look, it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, 313 on the Twitter, on Instagram. At me, talk to me. I talk back. Look, my birthday party. Next Saturday, Navio's Hookah Bar. Uh, we will be out there from 9 p.m. until midnight to turn up and celebrate my birthday. Uh, the information will be in the show notes, but they're located at, oh man, 16312 Middle Belt Road in Livonia, Michigan. Look, it's a black owned business. We're just trying to help them sell out the mookas. It's free to get in, free to party with us all night. We're just going to have a good time, wear your costume, come and bring the peace. It's a celebration, bitches. It's my birthday. Facts. It's my birthday. So yeah. just come fuck with us. Drop the link in your bio, too, man. I will. I will. Link in bio, just RSVP the tickets. Yeah. Yo, uh, thank you, man. 285 episodes in a row on you hoes. Uh, we talk about a lot of fear tonight And uh, we're going to release all that shit though It's one thing to acknowledge the fear We acknowledge it But we're going to let it go Also man tap in man What you afraid of What's some of the fears that you have uh, Hit the Shop Talk podcast page uh, Or send us a voice note man I want to I wanna follow up man Tell me some things that you may be afraid of And you ready to let it go Because we just not about to embrace all this fear We're going to talk about it 
We're going to figure out what, where it comes from, where it stems from. But we're going to let that shit go. 285 weeks in a row. We appreciate you. Come on out next week, man. Celebrate this 40 ball. You feel me? Uh, I'm going to have a... I don't know what I'm going to wear for outfit, but... I'm going to figure it out sometime this week. Halloween hangover. You feel me? Halloween hangover. Hollywood Havoc. Um, man, what if I can find, like, them, the, 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 the spikes? With, I'm going to come as... Uh, I'm coming at Shawn Michaels. Chaps and all. Chaps. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm coming at Stone Cold. Shit, who the fuck knows? Anyway, uh, Jay Johnson 313 on everything that matters. Follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram, the Shop Talk Pod on Twitter. Uh, go to web go to the website. Cause when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio Books and Time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.